0: Roy, Roy, just knock it on. You know
1: something, Holmes. I make an eagle. It puts me down. This is everything, ain't it? This is the choice it comes down to.
0: This is our immortality. This is the last ball you got in the bag, Roy. You get this one we're disqualified. I can make it across. Well, then do it.
1: Be the
0: right club today.
1: Oh, the hot takes coming off the brand's big u.s open win and the never-ending conversation this week doom and gloom so do we now talk about bryson proofing courses is that the main focus of the golf conversation is that what Uh, we're doing
0: no and because he's only won one major i mean it's not like i mean they had to augusta had to tiger proof you know augusta but you know when you when you any golf course whether it's a Bryson proof or a Tiger proof you're eliminating about three quarters of the field mark because you know not, not all the guys are at 365 or 350 or 325 for that matter so you know I, I don't think it's time to start talking about Bryson proofing golf courses
2: yeah but but what do you do to Bryson proof a golf course Maddie? in your estimation
0: grow real tall trees real fast <laughs> <laughs>
2: well the funny thing is and I'm going to go back do you remember when we talked to Fuzzy Zeller yes And Fuzzy made a comment that I don't know if it was picked up by people or not. Remember he said something about, well, they've trimmed the trees to like 40 feet tall.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: That's an issue for me because when you can have trees, right, all you want, all day long. But if there's no branches up to 40 feet high and you hit it in the trees, all you got to do is miss a, what, a two and a half, three foot wide at the most tree trunk? Yeah. And that's not very hard for guys at this level. I think where they are failing in golf courses, and Gary Player made a made a mention of it. Stop cutting down trees. Right. I also think stop cutting them down and stop trimming them. Yeah. You watch, if you go back to that 06, remember I watched the 06. Yeah. There was a lot more tree branches in the way. Sure. You didn't see that. You saw Matthew Wolf and you saw Bryson DeChambeau on Saturday and Sunday hitting it wherever they wanted to. Now they're hitting it far enough up there where they've got eight, nine, and wedge in, okay, out of the tall rough, Mm -hmm. and they're able to scrape it up, you know, greenside bunker, um, you know, into the rough. The pins were set up that if you could chip it to a certain spot, it would kind of funnel down to the pin. I mean, I, I almost think the golf course was set up to their advantage, because of the way it's been but, trees removed and trimmed over but, the years. But
0: probably not on purpose. I don't think they had those two guys in mind or even all the bombers in mind when they did that. However, you know, Bryson said it the first of the week, I'm going to hit it as far as I can possibly hit it, and if I'm successful, I won't, I won't be as far away from the greens. And so if I can wedge it out, I've got a better chance than most that are hitting in the rough, which, you know, proved to be true, Mark.
2: Well, I mean you go to a course like Pinehurst where if he hits it that far offline into the trees, he's going to miss the yeah. natural area. Right. He's going to hit it in the trees and it's not too easy to get out of some of those holes. So I think you got to look at golf. you got now you got to look at setups. Uh, the masters is going to be the same way. Can he take advantage of his length certainly? Oh, but yeah. if he hits it offline, he's going to have a little more tree trouble, uh, probably a lot more tree trouble than he had at Wingfoot.
0: I think you're right. I do.
1: Speaking of the brand, as we look ahead to Augusta National coming up in November, by the way, good news. Hurricane Sally did not have a big impact, so the golf course is in a good state. Is the brand now your personal early favorite for the Masters?
0: No, he's not my personal favorite. He's not a favorite. Um, He's the Vegas favorite, him and Rory. But perhaps, uh, yeah, perhaps he is the favorite, one of the favorites at Augusta. Sure. I mean, how can you deny that? Uh, I just a lot can happen in two months to your golf game, Uh, and so who knows how he's going to be hitting it? You know, in in early November or mid November, I don't know. What do you think, Mark? I mean.
2: Well, uh, you know, when I go to our our, our, our buddies uh, over at FanDuel, their sports book, uh, Bryson, Dustin, John Rahm, Roy McElroy are all plus one thousand. So they're all the favorites. Yeah, right. Right. Um, Brooks Koepka is still at sixteen hundred, even though we don't know if he's playing or not. J.T.'s at fourteen hundred. So right there is your top six. Um, is he one of my favorites? <laughs> I don't think he hits wedges well enough. And if you're going to be, I mean, literally, if you're going to be bombing it, he could have wedge into one. Yep. He's got to try and get it up and down on three from wherever his driver ends up hitting it. He could have a wedge into um, into seven. Sure. He could have a wedge into nine. He could have one into 10. He could have one into 11. He could actually have one into 13 and 15 if he gets it running up far enough. He could have a lot of wedges. And I've really been suspect on his wedge play. And uh, you know, I, he's he's a he's a good putter, but he's not a great putter. But I think he gets flustered on the green sometimes. I don't know. I just I haven't seen enough out of his short game that if you've got guys that can get it into the right spots and get wedges, other guys that can get wedges and stuff to these greens, I think that's where the disadvantage comes in for him. Is that if he's going toe to toe with the short game, yeah. He's, he's gonna lose that
0: battle i think you're right i mean I, there's augusta it's a whole different thing you got five or six pin placements and the, and and if you're on the wrong side of, of a pin placement you know you can three putt pretty easily uh i, I i'm with you on that I, i'm not sure his but but again if you've only got you know 120 yards 130 yards into a green you know yeah who it's knows? An advantage. It's, but the greens are far different than that uh, of wing foot i mean it's just yes. not it's not even a contest as far as tough pin placements are concerned
1: right. let's move over to football and talk some hot seats are All there any right. coaches in the nfl or college football sitting on a hot seat right now um
0: dan quinn in atlanta um you know last year he started off what uh lost like I one in seven or yeah, something <laughs> and, and, something bad and then finished uh, i think they won the last six games that's how he kept his job last year so i think dan quinn's on the hot seat mark
2: I'm going to go to Motor City and the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, Jim Caldwell, four seasons with the Lions was 36 and 28. Matt Patricia comes in. He is nine twenty four and one. Wow! So you know, and here's the thing: I I really thought Matt Patricia going to be a head coach somewhere. Was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like, and I and I'll say this constantly. I think there are guys that are built to be coordinators. Yep. You know, you look at my Clemson Tigers. I think Brent Venables that runs the defense for Clemson, I think he is built to be a defensive, and coordinator. you know what?
0: he knows that he is that's that's what he is. he's He knows he's not a head coach. He doesn't want to be a head coach I mean, and he's he's being paid handsomely for what he's doing at Clemson,
2: you know, and Matt Patricia was the same way for me. I felt like he was a defensive guy, and I didn't feel like he really had the and I, I don't know, it's a combination of things the charisma, the the um you know, the aura of being a head coach, some guys have it and some guys don't. And it's for me, I just think that some guys should be content being at the top of their field of an offense and defensive coordinator and hopefully get paid appropriately. You know, at some point does Brent Venables decide to go be a college hedge coach somewhere? Maybe. I mean, he's got two kids at Clemson right now and and when they graduate and they move on and, you know, I mean, he could, but, you know, I just don't see it. $2.5
0: 2.5 million as a coordinator. He's he's doing okay. You know? Yeah. So,
1: back to golf. We'll have Tom Pashley of Pinehurst join us this morning yep. at 9:20 to talk about all the fun things the USGA is doing in Pinehurst, but this week CEO Mike Davis step down from the usga he's going to head out and design courses your initial reaction and are your resumes up to date
0: of all the people at the usga mike davis is the guy i like the most uh, i think some of the people that are in charge of course setup and that kind of thing which he still was um could i don't know but but uh, but what, what i think he ought to do is go join the pga and learn and learn how to run a golf tournament and then come back to the usga later
2: Oh, it's funny, you know, when you see that uh, when when we have criticized him and I've criticized him for his course setup, it's it's laughable that he wants to go do course design. I mean, what are these courses going to end up being? Uh, a course where the where the average player either you know shoots sixteen under par or eighty two over par. I right. mean, it's it's like that's he's he's been lost on golf course setup so now he's going to go design courses i mean I, when you go and read into it this was kind of his plan all along is that yeah. he had kind of promised his wife and his family that he was only going to do this for so long and he's holding true to that um but it's just an odd an odd thing to go do that he's always wanted to go do course design where he's gotten hammered for course setup so that's uh that's just an oddity to me but you know what good good luck to Mike Davis. Well yeah, and we'll see I mean, we'll he, see if this shift does anything to how the USGA's been handling this
0: going forward. If it's it would if it's a family decision though, what if he gets four contracts and he I mean he'll be gone more <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, golf course design than he would have at the USGA. So I don't know.
2: <laughs> he, he made a comment about being gone 220 days a year.
1: That's going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. The last one today would have been Ryder Cup Saturday so let's have a virtual Ryder cup right here right right, now what would the score have been as of this moment after a couple of days and who would have won this Ryder cup
0: uh the score would be four and a half to three and a half with europe uh in front um it used to be bill you i don't know if you know this or not but it used to be that we dominated the four ball event and that the euros dominated the foursomes event now the Euros are good at both of those formats, and we are sort of kind of the same. And so um, I think what it's what it, what it has been lately and what it's going to come down to again, uh, if we were having it right now, is having to win eight singles matches to win the Ryder Cup. And that's, you know, eight or nine. So that's kind of the way I see it, Mark.
2: Well, you know, uh, the team would have been made up of DJ Morikawa, not Brooks Kepka. Right. I don't think he would have been able to play JT, Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau. You would have had uh, probably Xander Shoffley, Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau, Tiger Woods. Add somebody else in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have had a bomb fest. Yes up there at whistling Straits, and you know this is a course where djs played well before i i just i think we would have blown them out i really do because i i think the length and the lack of rough would have just played and and really no trees i mean you're just talking waste area up there so that is a golf course where you know these guys can just rip tear gouge and You know, you put guys like Morikawa, who's got the iron play, Webb Simpson, who's got the iron play, Xander Shoffley, who's got the iron play, Daniel Berger's got the iron play, uh, even Patrick Reed, Tiger Woods, you, you got the opportunity to really balance your team out between bombers and guys who are really good with the irons and some pretty decent putters in there too so i think this is one of the better teams that we could have assembled yeah and we're going to see how it plays out next year but i think this is an opportunity with the course set up for the u.s to blow out the, the Europeans squad one last
0: thing do you think brooks kapka has already had a, another knee surgery and, and they're keeping it quiet I, i've got yes. a fe- i've got yes. a feeling that that's already happened
2: i do and yeah. i don't think he's going to play at augusta no